Hey folks, we are having a live showcase to celebrate the upcoming first anniversary of Flawless Noises Media Network. We're bringing you some of your favorite hosts from the network for an intimate experience. We'll have an energy reading from Gary of Mystic Moments to kick things off. Bree of Mama Meets World will be the first act and headlining the show Ratchet Ramblings featuring Jeremy Candace and myself. So start planning to come and join us February 29th, 2020 at Rehearse Live in Atlanta, Georgia. Get your tickets at fnmn1year.eventbrite.com. Hope to see you there. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome to Gay Side Stories, where the gay shit goes. I am your host, Curtis. I go by Chalificent on all social media. Thank you so much for joining me for another week. There are so many podcasts out there that you can listen to and you choose to listen to this one. And I am eternally grateful Speaking of, if you want to support this podcast and its home network, a.k.a. Flawless Noises Media Network, you can do so in two ways. One, go to patreon.com slash flawless noises and sign up in exchange for a little bit of money. You will be getting a lot of bonus content from myself and other hosts on Flawless Noises. You can also purchase some merchandise to help support this show. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store, pick up a shirt or a tote. And now we're going to get the show started. So I have with me this week a brand new first time guest. Popping that podcast cherry, as I like to do. I have with me someone. I think we've been following each other for a little hot minute on Twitter. Um, More than likely, yeah. So Jeremy Carter, Mr. Carter is here with me. Um, First of all, thank you for joining me. We're going to have a fun conversation. But before we do, I always like to give people an opportunity to talk about and plug whatever endeavors that they are a part of. So why don't you just tell my listeners a little bit about Rainbow Lux, how that came about and the vision for it. So I am one of three writers for, um, I guess, a online magazine called Rainbow Lux, uh, kind of a play on kind of a play on words. So it's not rainbow as in the traditional red, green, blue, purple, you know, gay thing that they've got out there. Um, but it's a command. It's um, it's a directive. It's telling those individuals who identify um, as black, gay, uh, or same gender loving. It's uh, telling them what to do to rain. And we wanted to play on words, so we just added the bow because it's not the rainbow again that you see when you see that flag, but again, a directive. It's rain. We call our readers, we call ourselves bows. So rainbow, that's kind of what the idea was. Um, Published monthly, we're about to (laughs) put out one of my favorite issues, which is the problematic issue. So we've got a lot of good things going on there. Uh, it's going to be uploaded in a couple of days. We're still finalizing stuff with our black and gifted candidate. And um, yeah, that's it. Um, and again, one of three. So there are two, at least two other people because I tend to be a little problematic. 
tend to be a little problematic on Twitter. So that's why this problematic issue is always one of my favorite ones because it's um, easy for me to come up with problematic content. And that's what you guys will see this month. Uh, you can check Rainbow Lux out at www.rain, R-E-I-G-N, Bow, B-E-A-U-X, Lux, L-U-X.com. That's rainbowlux.com. Uh, we should be going live this week with new content we publish every month. And uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Rainbow Lux, all one word. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So what's the target audience for the magazine? People who read, um, <laughs> you know, people, people who, uh, you know, we have a lack of representation. Mm -hmm. um, and man, I wish, you know, we get a lot of messages from people all around the world. So when this started, it was just very, very much a project and very much a labor of love. And it's still a labor of love. Um, and then, you know, when one of us wants to drop out and we've had a couple of people drop out mm -hmm. because they've, they've actually gone on to things that are paying them, which is good because we don't pay. Um, but to, to see the messages we get from the people in our inbox, when people send us messages from South Africa, when they send us messages from London, when they send us messages from Australia, it's like y'all are really reading this mm, um, worldwide and, and it's worldwide and you know again um a few months ago we were going through the analytics because our, our, our site is sponsored through squarespace or run through hosted by squarespace and they give you this nice little analytics thing and it tells you who's looking and where they're looking from mm -hmm. and humbling it's humbling because you can see when no one's looking and then you can see when everyone's looking and we've had people from every continent with the exception of antarctica because i don't know if there's like wi-fi down there <laughs> um but everyone there have been people on every continent and i remember putting that video up on um i think it was instagram uh, one of our earlier videos, like maybe within our first thousand followers to 2000 followers, where we were just listing countries where people were either emailing us from or, um, you know, showing us love from and, you know, just reading the analytics page. If you all any content developers out there who have access to an analytics page, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It'll let you know exactly what people are looking at, looking mm -hmm. at you from. You'll be like, God damn, Angola? like mm. <laughs> you know um so it's humbling so our our audience is people who who read um and we don't focus on you know a lot of sgl sites they focus on like hot topics and they try to put a lot of these hot button issues all into one uh piece of content or one release we dedicate each and every month to a different topic because there's so many things we can talk about with a problematic issue um next month in january will be our third <laughs> our third all new issue where we're talking about you know getting your year off to a new start um as far as love and relationships is concerned as far as whatever it is that's going to be in our front page, which we kind of have an idea, but don't want to let that go 
yet because it might change. A lot of times our stuff changes at the last minute. Um, because even for like the problematic issue, that the, our issues are generally done a month in advance. But then we have stuff like uh, the situation that happened with Flame Monroe, you know, which a lot of people found to be problem problematic. So we wanted to kind of include that in our essentials, but since it was written before that incident, we have to kind of now like tailor it to fit that in. Um, so the stuff is written a couple of months in advance. The audience, again, is people who like to read. Uh, our theme is, it's an encouragement, spend a little time. You know, spend a little time with us at Rainbow Lux. We know people are at work, on their, on their way to work, on their way to school, all that. Just want you to spend a little time. You know, our content is very easily read. Um, I like to think it's well-written. Uh, I have a couple of writers who really put their all into it. And yeah, that's it. Well, that's awesome. Come through, Khadijah James. Just giving <laughs> me flavor. <laughs> giving me flavor vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that. No. And I like that it's but very, it's, very you know, simple. Like, it's just for people who like to read. So there's different content just depending on the month. I like a themed uh, type of release as well. So I yeah, just, and we I like always it. try to do our best. We always try to do our best to include others. Um, like our biggest partnership has been with um, has been with Dapper Black Box, which is a brand I know I personally love and support. And they were one of the people, you know, because you your website has to go off of sponsorships. You have to make some money to at least keep it going. Um, and Dapper Black Box was one of the first people who allowed us to partner with them. Like, hey, we can't offer you much, but we love what you do, and we do not mind sharing what you're doing because they also have a themed box every month. Um, and that is an amazing ass company. So check them out, Dapper Black Box. They're always featured in our style section. Um, and other people, you know, we kind of do the promotion when we have like an internet crush on some people, um, like the Him Podcast. We all love him. Um, and um, Thick Body Boys, like, oh my God, who doesn't like a thick, a body, and a boy? So, you know, people we have internet crushes, we'll try to cross promote with. A lot of times they don't cross promote back, but that's okay because one day they will see the love we are showing them and they will, you know, return it. Um, but it's not about that. It's just about giving everybody a chance to shine. Okay. I like that. So you guys make sure that you check that out, show some love, and let them know we sent you. So. Let's get into the first segment. That's the queer query. Yeah, let's do that. Alrighty. So first question, what's a small thing that makes you happy? <laughs> See, this is um, a small thing that makes me happy. Porn. Porn is a very small thing that makes me very happy. <laughs> is it small? <laughs> I mean, it is it? Yeah. Porn makes me happy. That's all I need, really, is porn. I'm not mad at that. You know, I like a man that knows what he likes and there's not a lot of fluff and things of that nature around it. I can get with that. 
Um, I would say a small thing that makes me happy is probably my vape pen because she's tried and she's true. She offers variety and she makes me feel good. So, <laughs> you know, I just went to the dispensary this morning, got me two new cartridges, you know, a little something, something, you know, I kept it sativa this time because one of my cartridges was laying me flat. So, um, kept it cute this time but yeah i would say that's a small thing that makes me happy brings me joy i yeah i and i can see why yeah i can totally see why it just it just does it you know what i mean got me some edibles too look that's not legal here so we gotta we gotta stick with the porn now that's the ultimate combo <laughs> oh yes oh yes hi and got the porn going listen 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 and i know a lot of i know a lot of you are you know you turn your nose up at only fans and all of that kind of stuff i like the only fans you crazy now only fans i do turn my nose up on only fans so i want i want you to listen very carefully you know there's only fans and there's just for fans right yeah I prefer just for fans um, because just for fans, it gives you the opportunity not to go into anything blind with only fans. You get boom. This is the model. This is how many videos they have. They were mm. last seen 20 minutes ago. Just for fans will tell you, boom, this is a list of all of their videos and no, you can't see the videos until you subscribe. But this is how long each video is. Because yeah. I've been suckered on OnlyFans where I'm like, I just paid this nigga $20 Ooh. for 16 five-second clips. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't no, no. get that on Just for Fans. <laughs> they, they, they'll let you know, you know, what the length is. And plus, OnlyFans, this stuff doesn't play. This stuff, it, like, I always have playback issues with them. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that. Like, I mean, I'm not advocating for the specific platform. I just mean the movement in general. Um, but yeah, I I agree with all of your critiques, though. Like, OnlyFans is kind of like how Patreon used to be, where it's like, I mean, use it or not, we're not going to do nothing. But now they're getting better at it. I guess, you know, they've made enough money or someone else came in and was like, so y'all just not going to improve the site or what? You just taking money to be taking money? <laughs> you know, that's kind of how I feel about OnlyFans. But I don't turn my nose up at the homemade porn. Now, I don't blindly subscribe. Um, I look at my Twitter, my Twitter, my freak Twitter page. Um, and that's where I get a lot of my links, I guess, from that stuff. Oh, yeah. So if you not putting good previews and whatnot on your twitter then yeah i'm not going to subscribe to your only fans and i do have a limit i don't really typically go above like 12 bucks um you know so that's just me um and then i only do like a month i do a month to see what's going on um have some other things going on but i can't say that on the microphone and then you know well, i give I'll, it some I'll time say every two weeks i'll say every two weeks i explore yeah i'll explore something new every two weeks but i'll keep it to like a 30 to 40 dollar uh limit 
I'll yeah. definitely keep it to a thirty to forty dollar limit because oh, he got that. money. Well, it's not, Listen, you know I'd be like maybe fifteen dollars <laughs> all to, but I also only subscribe to like one or two at a time. Just you know, I'm not. Yeah, so if you think a lot, every, a lot of time. Like, every pay period, I'll do two. Right, That's no cute. more than forty dollars. That's cute. Um, but then it lasts for a month. So if I do two. That's for a month. And now, yeah, it, it works out. The jump off is when you subscribe to one that has a, that posts a lot of content because that month becomes very long because you'd be like, damn, three videos a week? <laughs> and them short yeah. clips, listen, that's the, no, don't, mm-mm. short clips well, or teasing, all that kind of stuff. I'd be like, come on. Now, I, I have... I have a mainstay, and that's Raheem. I think I – yeah, that's my name on Twitter now. It is. I saw. Raheem Shabazz account. I rock with, <laughs> I rock with that one. Um, he puts out good content. I know some of the girls get in their feelings when some guys like him start doing more interracial stuff, but – I don't have a problem with it. My thing with this is because I know a lot of gays are like, oh, porn is free. It's so much free porn. You only, I'm not going to ever pay for porn. And my thing is, in my big age, being a content creator now, I know the value of having people support you financially because the shit is not free. You know what I'm saying? They doing a lot of fucking and sucking and they should be compensated for it. And I don't mind paying for things that I like. You know what I mean? Just like with the stuff that I put out, if it has a price tag on it, I would want people to pay it. I don't see porn any different. I know a lot of people see porn differently. I mean, that's for, you know, that's for your cross to bear and that is for your hole to wink, I guess. But in my home... And I mean, now I will bootleg. I will bootleg. But there are certain people... <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, because <laughs> you know. it's already been done. Like, it's, it's not me. I'm not stealing I'm not your content. Exactly. And I don't, I don't have a problem done. with some of the ones. I don't know if you've seen it where they're like, "Look, you, you take my stuff. We're gonna find your IP address, and we coming for your ass." I'm, again, because if it was any other kind of content that someone was doing, and you were selling it, you would want someone to pay for. It. So I don't see why yeah. we feel like porn should be different, even if it's homemade porn. And it shouldn't, but again, you know, if I'm just on my Vitster and I see something, now I'm not going to repost it, but I might save it, you know? Exactly. Um, Like, I'm never going to be that person that's watching your stuff and then downloading it and uploading it to Twitter or Pornhub or something like that. But I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to watch if it's good content, if it's someone that I'm attracted to. So... I know we spend a lot of time on this, but it's fascinating because um, most people that I've talked to, they're like, you know, they're not on the OnlyFans wave. Uh, they turn their nose up at it. So last question on the OnlyFans tip. Besides Raheem Shabazz, like, do you have like a certain type of man that you like to subscribe to? Or is it more about what kind of action that um, they are su- uh, supplying? Let me let me admit this. Um, so at my big age, I am <laughs> at my big age. I am exploring different races. Okay. So there, um, <laughs> there are 
different ethnicities and races in my collection, you know, when I scroll on uh, the, the Jesper fans, you know, it's not all black. I am enjoying the journey I'm on because some of these white boys have asses and some of these white boys got dick and and they be it, throwing it honey Woo. and I dare say that they are a lot more consistent than a lot of uh, my brothers are out here mm. so Damn. yeah it's um it's so so there's not a I mean, my type I'm finding that my type is evolving right now and I'm not I'm not mad at it I'm not mad at the fact that it's evolving so okay that's probably um i think it just depends on how i feel whenever i'm like you know what i'm gonna subscribe to something new give somebody a few bucks um but it varies like i have you know some black guys i have some uh racially ambiguous you know what i'm saying they they look like they could be persian or they could be latinx you know sometimes i can't tell that's yeah. no shade it's just you know the color of their skin it just it looks very similar so sometimes i don't know and it's not like they're speaking in languages so i can be like okay i know for sure that they're this they're that i mean they suck in dick that's the universal language so exactly um you know different body types like sometimes i like bigger guys bare sometimes smaller guys some specific porn stars that i like you know they have only fans as well I like some of their stuff. So it just really depends. You know, the flavor of the month, I guess, is kind of how I go about it. You know what I mean? And sometimes I'll bookmark stuff and be like, okay, I'm going to, the next time, you know, I feel like. Oh my God, I money, was just doing that yesterday. Get I'm out gonna of my subscribe. head. <laughs> you know, so I, I kinda, literally just did that yesterday. <laughs> you know, I got, I got a little list. I'm like, okay, I'm going to check this out. Sometimes I'm like, okay, my, I have a budget. So if if it's more expensive, then I'm like, okay, I got to come to Jesus or not Jesus. You know, I got to come to Astroglide and be like, okay, am I going to <laughs> use this one? And and because usually I try to do two, but I keep it in a price range because I ain't made of money. Um, so I'll say, okay, am I going to do two or am I going to combine the, use the budget for just one that may be a little bit more expensive and it just depends. But let me tell y'all, so I've come across some good content and I barely scratched the surface cause I don't spend a lot of time doing all of this. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, it, it's every other month or every two to three months. It just depends whenever I get the in itch. Yeah. Because, you know, there there is plenty of free porn, so it just depends on how I feel. But sometimes it's specific guys that I see on Twitter that I want to see. So if they have an OnlyFans and it's not re- exorbitantly priced, because some of them, y'all be, you know. It's, they, it's, they really it's, be tripping. They really be tripping. It's this trap of, okay, here's an attractive guy, and people gas him up about being attractive. So he creates an OnlyFans, but it's G-rated, and he's charging $30 a month. And you're like, so y'all, it, you know, yeah. get it how you live. Let me tell you what, what will and won't happen in my hood. I'm not paying $30 a month to see you take a shower. I've seen, I know who you're talking about. Actually, <laughs> I, have a, I have a handful. I, I'm not speaking of one specific. I, I think I know who you're talking about. But I've seen this multiple times, you know what I'm saying? Oh, what's the name start with? <laughs> the one that, I'm thinking of one that starts with an L. Uh, 
But okay, there's, there's okay. Another one that comes to mind that starts with an F. <laughs> oh, that's who that's who I was thinking about. That's who I was thinking about. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about him. I was thinking about, and I, I mean, I even come across one where it's, I mean, this like this massive guy, white guy, maybe like six three, two hundred and fifty, like solid muscle. But his OnlyFans is like thirty five, forty dollars a month, and I'm just like. My, yeah, I'll never know what's behind this. That's a whole tank of gas. That's too yeah. much. Like, I'll never know what's behind this. Yeah, I'll, I, you know, I'll never know. I'll, I'll just enjoy but, the few but, pictures but, that you but. post on Twitter, and that'll you be might that. Be able, you might be able to find a way to do that, because uh, normally what I do is if I'm super curious and I don't want to spend the money, I'll just type their name in as appears on OnlyFans or just for fans on my Vidster and boom. <laughs> all of the secrets okay we spent way too much time talking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. let's move on <laughs> so we're gonna take an only break and we'll be back with the main topic hey this is brie of mama meets world every two weeks my show is live it's a safe and special place for black mothers and the people who love us so for more about the Black Motherhood experience, make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. All right, guys, we're back. It's time for the main topic. So this is going to be an article episode. Y'all know how I like my articles. And I came across one that is titled... This gay guy saw a quote-unquote bottoming coach to learn how not to be a total top. So I guess if you peel back the pretty language on this, it's more, it's kind of like a, I'm a top, but can I be verse? And I guess it's training for that. Now, the article is pretty short. There's a guy that saw like a sex uh, specialist or therapist and that was his, like I said, quote unquote, bottoming coach. But from what I saw, he didn't really give him a lot of tips. It was more so like, here are some things you should do. Here's some things you should be aware of. But we're going to go through it just a little bit. So the first part that stood out to me in this is bottoming and internalized homophobia. So my oh question my <laughs> is this do you think that there's some truth into that like do you think that internalized homophobia plays a role in why some men refuse to bottom i don't know that it's internalized homophobia um it's something um it's definitely something because you know we, we see it on twitter and probably in our actual real lives mm-hmm. where you know we joke about being a bottom yeah we joke with somebody about being a bottom um and i've never gotten into that or i've never really understood it um because if it weren't for bottoms what would all the tops be out here doing so if i i've never gotten to it i've never understood how people allow themselves to fall into it So, yeah, like even within this article, I don't know if it's necessarily about internalized homophobia as it is about 
um, what do I want to say? I try to be really careful with my words. Um, is it is about being submissive and being seen as quote unquote the woman. So what is that? A femophobia? Yeah, is that what that is? It's, that, yeah, I agree so with maybe you. that's what that is. Yeah, I think it's more so femphobia. I think that it's the, and I've said this before on the show, it, a lot of it, I think, comes from the way we as men, as boys, are conditioned. And we're conditioned with typical heterosexual rhetoric a lot of the times, probably most of the time. And we have that same thought process that being the receptive partner is some type of weakness because women are the weaker sex and that bleeds over into, you know, the homosexual realm where it's like, Oh, you know, I don't want to be a bottom because that would make me weak. Right. And I actually had to overcome that. Like for a long time, I was like, eh, you know, bottoming is not my jam because I just, you know, I felt like it, emasculated me in some way and then one day I had to stop and think and I'm like okay now I can't I cannot be this much of a bozo like something in the milk ain't clean because if I'm sitting here and some of my favorite porn is watching quote-unquote masculine muscular guys bend over and get you know the dick of their lives then why is it an issue for me like clearly they're not they're not feminized in any way. They're still masculine men. So I'm like, so what's my problem? So when I really peel back those layers, I was like, okay, I know, you know, that was stupid. I don't know where that came from. I don't know at what point in my bringing up, my upbringing rather, when I was like, okay, this is how this is. And I think more so it was because I didn't really have anybody in the community to tell me any different. Mm-hmm. you know and then it was you know something about the quality of the guys that i was attracting at the time it was a lot of factors but when i really put peel back all of that stuff i was like it's not a homophobia it's not like i hate bottoms and i used to make those jokes a lot too i had to take that out of my vocabulary and realize like it's not really that much of a laughing matter now don't get me wrong some jokes are still funny but i was gonna say yeah i just <laughs> <laughs> Don't get, it. <laughs> don't get it twisted you know some of the because i laugh at some of everything sometimes i have a dark sense of humor um but i've learned you know some things you keep to yourself that you find funny but overall like the general bottom hate out you know i had to take that out making those jokes like you know unless we have a strong rapport I would not make those type yeah. of jokes. Like I'm, you know, I'm not just going to come out of nowhere just cause we follow each other on Twitter and be making bottom jokes about you. Cause I don't know your life. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know your sex facts. I don't know what your resume looks like in the sexual realm. So who am I to make these jokes about you? Just like if someone were to make a joke like that about me, I would be, that would be off putting because it's just like, who are you to make those kind of jokes about me and why is exactly. it a joke to begin with? You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes stuff is just funny, but when it's really like aimed at a specific person, not so much. So I do agree with you that I don't think this is necessarily internalized homophobia. I would say that, that I'm not going to say that there's no realm where that could be the case because 
we we can't forget about the sect of our gay community that really hate themselves and they hate yeah. gay men and they only have sex with men because they horny they get horny and that's who they're attracted to but you know they're the kind that don't want to kiss or they're also the kind that you know cries after you know well, i have not um, experienced that um oh you've never got that no i have gotten the oh on second thought you know i want a family so i can't do this no more and i was like sis i wasn't trying to date you but okay um, good luck. With <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I, I get that. Um, we do have that sect and that is true for them. But I think in general, men who don't want to bottom, I think is more so the fem phobia. And, that, and we're not talking about men who just physically are not into it because yeah. I think that that's valid. Not everybody wants to be receptive you know it doesn't feel good to everybody you know i've had mixed reviews probably a three out of five you know what i'm saying so it's like <laughs> I, get, I get it you know <laughs> you know so because there's a lot of factors that go into it and i'm not the type of guy that can just bottom for any old body you know what i'm saying like i gotta have trust in you because you know i'm not i'm not a professional porn star i don't want to just get reamed and not have any feeling or anything that goes into it like well know. see and yeah and at some it's point we gotta have at some point we 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 <laughs> we the community uh-huh. need to have this conversation about our obsession with big dicks um oh, big listen. dicks aren't healthy for you that's big not dicks, my ministry they're fun to look out they, I mean, they're fun to look at, um, but we like. I don't, I don't know where this came from, and I, and I think somebody was making a joke about, uh, and this was actually on Twitter where they were like, "Yeah, I got, I got husband dick or boyfriend dick," and you know, boyfriend dick isn't always ten inches. <laughs> you know, it, it's um, really not. Because it's usually that that man with the ten inches that knows how to use it is a hoe. He for everybody. Right, right. No, right. and that's no so, shade. I don't I don't hold shame. Go out there and be live your best life. Just don't be lying to people about what you about. Yeah. No totally. Of- but but and I think this has got because even in this article, um, I think they had mentioned something where it was like a competition to see how many dicks a bottom could take because it was like the equivalent of carrying like 10 people on your back or something, something like that. Yeah. That's, um, those, that's weird. That's a weird frame of thinking to be. I think honest. that's a white thing. Honestly, uh, I was, that could be at, fair. I, I really think that that's a white thing. Cause when it comes to bottoming and bottom shaming for us, um, you know, same gender loving or gay men of color, I think it, comes with a different set of experiences mm-hmm. than it does for our <laughs> light, lightly melanated brethren. <laughs> um, but for, I know for me, it's always been, I've never been for bottom shaming because I, I've, I've, I pride myself on being and always have had been a critical thinker. Like, hmm, even okay. when I got into this world, this life, the life, um, 
Okay. And, you know, people would be like, oh, well, girl, this, and she's a bottom, and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, there can't be anything bad with being a bottom because, like I said earlier, what would the tops be doing with no yeah. bottoms? Um, two, and especially as many popular gays that we see black gays on Twitter, a lot of y'all are bottoms. So it's like... <laughs> a lot of y'all are bottoms. And then it's like, if you're not... And then it's like... If, if if there's not bottom shaming, there is, and this is relatively a new thing to me, people shaming guys who are versatile. Yeah, I've talked about that before, and I've had conversations, and I'm just like, I don't get it. What's, what's the problem with being versed? I think I did an episode, and I was like, because I see a lot of if you verse, you really just a bottom and da 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 da. And I had this verse dude lie to me and da 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 da. And I posed the question. I was like, "What did a verse guy lie to you, or did a bottom pretending to be verse lie to you? Like lie put to you. put the blame where it is supposed to be. Because if you're saying that this guy, you found out that he was really a bottom." even though he was saying he was versed, your smoke is not with a verse man. Your smoke is with right. a bottom, a lying bottom. Who, who lied to you. Yeah, 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 who lied to you. But, and, and, and I think we've, we've just really got to, because I, th- I see us doing to ourselves what heterosexuals do to us, which is to make it all about sex. Right. You know, at the end of the day, we are literally not having any more or less sex than heterosexual men are having with heterosexual women. Um, yeah. And we should not be, and, and so people will argue that, people will argue that, but we also have to be mindful that we're not in these communities. Um, and I don't want to be the guy to say, oh, I know people in the community, but I know people in that community and I've been in that community and I interact with people in that community. These straight motherfuckers, they out here fucking <laughs> way Absolutely. more than we are. Listen, if as, not many, the same as many scandals that have hit Twitter, we know y'all out here fucking. Right. And I so was going to say, hey, are, you can look at all the pregnancies and like they out, somebody fucking, you don't just yeah, get pregnant yeah. on your own. So they out here. Um, But I I just wish that we could do better with each other and for each other when it came to this, because when it comes to any, any kind of shaming, like we're, we're, we're in this together, you know, Um, we should, we might not, we should be. Um, And I mean, you know, for me, that's kitchen table talk. Like I told you, I sent a, I sent a text to, you know, one of my buddies today, old bottom. Um, but not to degrade him or bring him down. Um, yeah, you have that. Really kind of, really kind of just to piss him off because he's a, he's a very strict top. Um, but it's just fun to call him a bottom. But I do that just because it's a thing and not because I really think that he or anyone else should feel some kind of way about being a bottom. Um, I don't think that we should spend that time tearing each other down. Like I'm a big fan of calling people what they want to be called. Um, I'm a big fan of giving people the respect that they give me, but also treating them the way that I would want to be treated. I don't know what this whole bottom situation is, but it's tired. That's, you know, it's very tired. 
it's so I do have a question. I thought of this and kind of in lieu of the uh, OnlyFans conversation, the porn conversation that we kind of had in the first part of the show and off air, which we talked a lot about OnlyFans. Um, I may take that audio and put it on the Patreon or something. But do you think that some guys have a fear of bottoming because they see what it's like for porn stars, porn bottoms, and they assume that it's like that in general, if you bottom? No, I think that's what, I think it's the reverse. I think that's what drives people to want to bottom. <laughs> I think that's what makes people want to bottom. Um, I think one of the things, again, that, that scares people away is the perception you know yeah i can see that i mean i i definitely feel like there's a physical aspect of it too because i can just see some guys being like i don't bottom because i don't want to get fucked the way i fuck guys you know what i'm saying and that might have a lot to do with the way you having sex or whatever the case may be because i think Which, if anybody thinks like that they are total trash because why are you fucking people like <laughs> why you are well you I, like i'm that? not gonna say that because everyone is different every bottom is different some bottoms like it hard some like it a little bit more gentle so it's like if you're used to hooking up with dudes and giving it to them hard whether they want it or i would hope you're not giving it to somebody hard if they don't want that but if those are the type of bottoms that you seek out I can see you being like, that's cute for you, but I'm not trying to do that because I don't want to get fucked the way that I fuck. Like, I I think that that's valid, but I also think what you're saying is true as well. Like, the perception is a huge motivating factor on whether or not they're going to be open to bottoming. Uh, I think there's a lot of factors. So, a little bit more from the article, there was a part about fearing shitting the bed um, I think that just kind of comes with the territory. You gotta, <laughs> you know, you gotta get over that on your own. It's like either you gonna put up or shut up. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I would say, you know, do your research, make sure that you are cleaning out properly and doing all those things. You know, the, the typical stuff. You can get on YouTube and see tons of videos about this. Um, and we've been talking about it. Um, what do you think specifically, we've talked a lot about this, but what are some ways that we can change this thinking that bottoming is subordinate or submissive or feminine? How do we change that rhetoric? I don't, I'm not really a big believer in, um, in changing rhetoric. You can never change uh, the way people think, but you can change or control at least the way that you behave. Um, For me and my own personal life, I have never wasted a single moment trying to change somebody's mind. What I do is I move forward with my own beliefs and with my own actions. And so my belief is that just let those people think <laughs> what those people think. It's something that, especially when it comes to our bodies, right? <clears throat> we can't, we can have ideas about what sex might 
be like or what sex should be like but we don't know that we'll like that so we can watch whatever we want on my vidster or only fans and be like yeah i'm about to go out and try this and then we actually go out there and try it and it hurts like hell why because we don't like it because it doesn't work for us so we have to find what works for us based on what works for us and not what we see works for other people sexually so when it comes to people thinking that oh bottom you know if you're a bottom then then you're the woman or you're the submissive or okay let those people have that thought but when it comes to you and the person you're dealing with what's important is that the two of you have, or the three or the four not judging that you all have an understanding of what's what so i agree with that to a degree but i still think that these kind of conversations about changing that line of thinking are important because it's not, it's not relegated to just that one person. When you have these types of thought processes, you put that out on other people. And that's where we start getting the bottom shaming and things of that nature. So I do think it's still important to look at that and say, okay, why do you feel like this is feminine? Why do you feel like this makes you submissive? Because you're going to put that on the next person, the next guy. Now you can, now you can ask, and, and we're actually talking about this in, in uh, this month's round of releases, where you can, you know, get that information. Yes, totally get that information. It's always good to ask, why do you feel like this? You know, you know get all the information you can. Um, but where I draw the line is saying, I am going to sit here and spend my energy changing your mind. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying having these general conversations and ha and putting these thoughts out there so that people can start to see and maybe they will have that conversation with themselves. I'm not saying you need to sit up and be like, now this is going to be gay one-on-one. Right, and right. This semester, these are the things we're going <laughs> to cover. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is these kind of conversations that we're having right now and putting that out there so that someone can hear it and be like, huh, do I really look at bottoming as feminine? And do I understand why? Yeah. And go from there. Because again, like I said, it's not just you feel that way and it only pertains to you if you have that thought process you're going to put that out there in the world on the next guy you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and if you come across someone like me and you think oh well you you know if you verse that means you bottom and that means you feminine that means this that and the other and it's like whoa slow down playboy like that's right. not how this works and then you'd be like, okay, have you ever had a con like has have you ever thought about why you think this way? I'm not saying that if I want to fuck you, we're gonna have these deep philosophical conversations. No, not at all. But what I am saying is in the in general, you know, the, our community, this is something that is worth discussing. And I mean, depending on individual experiences, it could be bad. Like this could be the type of thing that someone was bullied for at some point. So yeah, I think that the conversations are still important to have. So there was something in the <laughs> sorry uh, hashtag second hole. So there was something oh my god in the article <laughs> about realizing and relaxing the two anal sphincters, and 
that starter bottoms need to begin in sex positions that allow some control. So the second part, I definitely agree with telling a little bit. Totally, of my business, totally. But the first time that I like bottomed for real with my first boyfriend, that like he was very, very adamant. Like we need to, you know, we need, let's try a couple of different positions so that we can find the one that you're comfortable with that, gives you that level of control so that you can you know get into it um I, that was my experience i i want to say i'm not 100 percent sure but i'm going to assume that that's a lot of our experiences i would hope i yeah well yeah that's why i said i would assume because this isn't just like you know, it's ass and, you know, for X amount of years, things have only been coming out and it just requires that, that, that trust. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I bottomed with somebody and I, and I was just curious. I was like, how are you always so clean? And he was like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you know, it's an ass. And so <laughs> how are you? And he took me through the motions of what he does or what he did. And then he was like, well, why do you want to try it? And I was like, yeah, let, let's see what that's about. And it totally didn't work. <laughs> so first off, this nigga was using Massingill with the ridges I don't know how he was making that work. I uh-huh. tried to use it. It went in. I could not get it out. It was a bloody mess. Ooh. Then when, you know, I told, you know, one of my friends about that, he was like, oh, well, you need to use this thing called Fleet. So I went through that process and it was pretty good and then tried to get, you know, something in there and it just, it, it just requires trust. And I remember that first time when I actually had gotten all the steps right going being with somebody who made it feel like it was special i guess kind of like how it is for women when they lose their virginity which is kind of a horrible thing to say because this is one of the reasons why (laughs) people have those attitudes about bottom you know I mean, but it's it's true it's like you're losing a form of virginity like you know some something that you're not used to you're not used to being penetrated and whatnot so it yeah yeah, it kind of is but i think also just having someone that you trust is important but i think we don't talk enough about the importance of foreplay and things that you can do to open the person up the bottom up Instead of just being like, okay, well, you suck my dick and then I'm just going to put it in. Because again, you know, not everybody is like that. You know, I think a lot of that honestly comes from porn because you Mm -hmm. don't see all the That's what you see in porn. That's what you see in porn. porn. Yeah, you see the oral, um, you know, you might be a plot line, the oral, and then bam. Yeah. And I don't really, you know, I don't really too much jam with porn where... um, the top don't eat no ass because i'm just like eh, you know we all have our specific things that we like but i definitely yeah. feel like that's a conversation that i've been seeing be had more often 
And I agree with it. Like that foreplay makes a difference. Like trust is one thing and it varies for everyone. Like if you are a seasoned bottom, you may not need to trust someone the way I do. And I'm not saying <laughs> I need your social security card. I need your Meemaw phone number so that if you do some fuck shit, I can let her know. But it's trust that you'll listen and you will be receptive. You'll pay attention to the body language. So if you do it in a certain way that I don't like, you realize that without, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to sit there suffering. Not that I would anyway, because that's not my personal ministry. Like I'm definitely not a whatever it takes, don't matter how much it hurts. That's not my ministry. If that's your ministry, hey, more power to you. Um, Let people know what you do to treat yourself after the fact, because I think that's important. But that's not what we do over here in my home and my holes. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my, my home and my home. <laughs> Listen, you gotta you gotta be very very mindful of that kind of stuff. So it goes on to talk about the use of poppers. Now I've never used poppers. Oh my god, what? But I've been with guys who have used poppers. Um, and the situation was uh, was lit. I'm not gonna say it wasn't. The only thing is, I have hooked up with guys where. I'm kind of like, I wish you had started this before I got here <laughs> because you having to stop every two minutes is a little excessive. You know? Every two minutes is a little excessive. Um, At least give me five. Like, give me five minutes of if, if, uninterrupted whatever and then, you know, take a sniff. You know, if, whatever you do. Like, I don't I don't really care about that. It's just a... They were, they were probably using a really old bottle. They could have been, because um, I mean, my thing is like, you know, you can't, like, I'm not going to get to the promised land if you giving me dome, if you keep stopping every other minute. Right. To, like, it's just, we're just not going to get there. And then I had one guy who didn't understand. He was like, why is it taking you so long to come? And I'm like, maybe because you keep stopping. Like, can we get some continuous movement? You know, some, you know, but. Then, well, then maybe you should have hit the poppers, too. I was trying to get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) No, it would have helped. So my experience, you know, now I start, I, I, in the few rare instances where I might do something like that, I'll, you know, I hit my vape and that's good enough for me. Listen, similar effects, I would think. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that I'm going to be as high as a popper would have me, but and see that's it's the relaxing. poppers don't do the poppers don't do the now weed and poppers. Oh my god. That sounds like too much. Uh, no, I, no, 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 no. I feel no, like I would not. be on the floor laid out. Um you just really gotta start modestly. You know, um I wouldn't say jump right into the strongest bottle. Um but poppers are really really great (laughs) poppers are great it's not for everybody not for everybody but we'll also say don't knock it until you tried it uh for me poppers have god oh my god man that's i don't know who came up with them they're they're fucking amazing (laughs) they're fucking amazing my only now people do go overhand people do go overboard with them and i'm not one of those but if 
I know that I'm about to do some shit that I normally would not do and take some shit that I normally would not take because I have sex very sporadically, um, especially if I'm going to be a bottom that might be once, maybe twice a year. And you coming at me with some, with not, not some boyfriend dick, but some, some, <laughs> some old, for everybody dick. <laughs> some I'm gonna porn star those, dick. So some porn star dick. I'm gonna need to hit those pockets. Um and they're gonna be amazing. My I mean, God. for me, I don't, you know, like I said, I haven't bought them since the Renaissance. So maybe the next time I'll look into that, I'll ask around and get some good recommendations and just see what it's like. Cause it might be lit. I don't judge. I don't really care. My only thing is, like I said, don't make the session so disjointed because you're constantly hitting the the poppers to the point oh and like, look and, and, there. look and when your top just hands you the poppers and he opens a bottle and he holds it up to your nose <laughs> now, let me let me stop <laughs> okay so before we move on um i've seen conversations recently about this and people are asking what's the point of a top hitting the poppers i just assumed that they like the feeling i didn't think that there was like a it's, functional reason no th- there is there totally is um Educated. so bottom hitting poppers is is different than tops hitting a popper so as a top who's hit the poppers it gives you that whereas for me uh when i was on the bottom and i hit the poppers it relaxed in certain areas but mm-hmm. as a top when i hit the poppers it made my dick harder mm. and dare i say more sensitive come on so, y'all out here inhaling for, cialis for me yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a, well, with poppers it's very temporary you know yeah. well, so, which is why they have to hit it so much i get that but but well, you don't. I, again, people tend to go overboard, yeah, because it's not supposed to. Poppers are supposed to take you there. They're not supposed to keep you there. Mm. Um, you know, like for me, I'll have to do it maybe once or twice, three times maybe. Um, but you just got to make sure you're taking those hits at the right time. Like right when you're going in, you might want to take a hit. But the rest is up to you. Those people who are just like, you know, haphazardly sucking those things up. It's like, Listen, okay, what are you when doing? they don't even put the bottle down and you're like, uh, yeah, I get yeah. you trying to get to the promised land, but I don't think that's healthy. <laughs> no, no. Cause I mean, you, you know, the people have died behind doors. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. Definitely gotta be careful. Okay. So the last part of it was talking about practice. And it went a little bit into saying, you know, toys and fingers, which I think is pretty standard. Like, if you know anything. My own fingers, I guess, is okay. But somebody else's fingers are... niggas be having nails. Nails, and they be, you know, trying to act like it's a clitoris, doing too much. It's especially with the nails. Like, you can't be doing that. Like, you scratching me up, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you bite your nails. But I do think that there's some value in, if you are committed to trying to figure out if bottoming is for you and using toys, you know, butt plugs and 
dildos, kind of build your way up. Um, but it just depends on the person. Like some people, you know, they learn how to ride a bike by just getting on the bike. Some of people like to see what bike theory is, I guess. It just depends on the person. But, but I don't in, think in, a, any- in a perfect world, to me, this would be something that you would do with your sexual partner. Because if you have one, like I, you, I, I imagine have- a lot of us learned a lot about sex without having a steady, intimate partner. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, at, at but ideally, age, like you said, yeah, ideally. At, at, at my big age, I have just learned <laughs> the power of a toy. Um, and yes. that was actually through somebody who I was, you know, involved with. You know, yeah. oh, have you ever tried? The, and the shit was, didn't really, ha- it, it added so much to the sex life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. what I say that it's it's something I would recommend. So especially if this is somebody you are, even if you're not with them and you're saying, look, Nick, I want to give you this pussy, but I'm nervous. Let's go to the okay, shop. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> look, and that's another conversation. Let's go to the shop and get, you know, walk to walk to wang and we could do X and Y, Z. That's really a hot session. You know what? Really I, I can't disagree because I've had I've talked to a friend about that once and they were like, Yeah, you know, me and my dude, we went to the we went to the sex shop and we saw some things and we got home and it, it became things I imagined. Yeah. Um I would also say my introduction to flesh jacks was with uh, another guy. He was like we Ooh. weren't dating or anything like that. But he was like, yo, I got these toys. Have you ever heard of this? And I was like, what is this foolishness? But, you know, when we got into it, I was like, okay, it's a lituation. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. So I would definitely recommend doing some research, seeing if there's toys or something that can kind of help you. Now, my only issue with this whole thing is this was supposed to be an article about how not to be a total top but all i really got were uh what's the word all i really got were were suggestions on things to do to get to or get through the bottoming process but i didn't really get a lot about the mental aspect like what what type of mental i don't want to say gymnastics but what type of conversations do you have to have with yourself like what part of yourself do you have to tap into in order to be like you know what i'm not going to be a total top let me figure out how to make this work i didn't really get a lot of that out of this no and and there wasn't there wasn't this is how you do it but not this is how you get there yeah um and i know for me and uh, you know for a lot of people who i know uh, for those who I came out with in the round, we all started off as quote unquote tops. Um, <laughs> quote and, unquote. Listen, hey, things, shit changes. You know, for all those young folks out there, now there will be those who bottoming will always be their only ministry. Uh, just like there will be those who, you know, topping will always be their only ministry. Yeah. There are going to be others who want to try something different. Um, or who might dabble in both. 
and I know for me, the conversations occurred or the, the mental gymnastics that occurred. Um, one of those things was with the gentleman I told you about earlier, who I was like, you know, just asking the questions and, and experimenting. Um, but it was also being ready to, it was for me feeling like I was ready to expand my, right. o- on my sexuality, right. you know, cause I've been to a couple of functions, a couple of events, rent parties where, <laughs> you know, there may have been a shortage of tops and I can say, Hey, guess I can fill in right here. <laughs> Or there may have been a shortage of bottoms. Hey, guess what? Hey, I can do that too. Come um, on. So filling you, in. I know, filling in. I, I can substitute. Filling in so you can get filled up. <laughs> basically, basically. <laughs> but it's, you, you know, it, the article definitely didn't touch on that. At and all. And I, I, I just really wish we had more spaces that were sex positive where people could talk about this yeah um, could talk about these things with their friends i agree i know i used to get on my friends nerves talking to them with my curious ass like yeah i've tried this and then i'm like the freak or i'm the whore just because i want to go to the bookstore and have an adventure <laughs> you know um Listen. but i think we need more of those uh Six positive places. Yeah, I agree. We need more of those avenues. I definitely agree. So I will say if you heard this, you looked at the article, and maybe you have some things that you want to suggest as far as how not to be a total top, if the person is willing, okay, this is not a call for you to find a top and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to turn that pussy out. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. But if someone is willing, then, and if someone is willing and you have some suggestions and things of that nature, feel free to reach out and we'll go from there. So Mr. Carter, Jeremy, um, first and foremost, thank you very, very, very much for your patience and your flexibility. And what I think was a pretty dope conversation. I love having episodes and having guests where we start talking and it's like, we've known each other for a long time. Like those are some of my favorite episodes. So I'm going to rank this right on up there as one of my new favorites. Um, That's dope. Thank you. Let people know where they can find you. Um, You can find me. Oh my God. What is my Twitter handle? You can yeah. find me on um, Instagram, Jeremy Carter Powell, um, or um, damn, it's just uh, look for. Um, it'll be in the show notes. It's nasty, <laughs> yeah, just put it nasty, nasty tweet liquor. Yeah. thank you, thank you. And you know, because I want to give that one out, not the other one. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Um, uh, or you can. How you doing? Okay. How you doing? <laughs> you can follow me and my creative team at rainbowlux.com. Um, rainbowlux.com. Instagram, rainbowlux.com. Facebook, rainbowlux.com. I am doing the Facebook page for Rainbowlux, so it should automatically link you to me. And uh, yeah, that's it. 
All right. So you guys, please make sure you go and check out Rainbow Lux. We need to support each other and we need to support each other out loud. So I'm going to say, please go over and do that. I'm going to start. I probably should have already started, but you know, I have a lot of things that I'm juggling. But I am going to start featuring some of y'all stuff on um, the Twitter, the Gay Side Twitter and Facebook, just to see what happens and get some information out there. And that's going to be it for this. Oh, definitely appreciate it. All right, you guys, that's going to wrap this show up. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you again for listening. Remember, you can chime in at any time. If you have thoughts on what you've heard, go ahead and sound off. Use the hashtag GaySidePod when you're live tweeting or posting about the show so that everyone can see that. You can also send in letters, compliments, show topic ideas, stories, or whatever you may wish. I like to call it the Gay Side Mail, all of which can be sent to GaySideStories at gmail.com. Please go ahead and do that. Also, go over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, and if you really love the show and want to show some support, leave a review, five stars as well. And make sure you're sharing this show with other people. Word of mouth is still the best way for podcasts like this one to reach more ears and get a bigger audience. So go ahead and tell someone that you love the podcast, friend, coworker, family, whatever the case may be. That is how we get more people to listen to these shows. And you know what? That's it. Love yourselves as always. Make sure you're protecting your walls or they will what crumble. And I will be back next week.